Okay. Well, so we talked a little bit about the difference between reflective and reformative or uh, restorative TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. <laughs> All right, stop. Stop. Control yourself. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Extemporaneous. This is a podcast where I come up with an idea, I do some research, I grab a bottle of wine, I bring everything to Mark, and he pontificates. Today's episode is going to be all about nostalgia. This idea came to me because of a nostalgia fest that is currently in full effect on the social media platform TikTok. Stick with us, you guys, because this is we're not just going to be talking about TikTok. Of course, it is my new obsession, but this is going to be about so much more. We thank you very much for coming and listening to us each week. We invite you to follow us on all of our social media. We have a link tree in the episode notes here. If you do like us, we would appreciate it if you would share us with a friend. Hi, Mark Snedeker. Hi, Christina LaRusso. <laughs> Mark's mad at me, everyone, because I'm making him re-record some stuff that he feels that we've already done enough on. But, Super did. Well, I'm going to use some of that, too, but I want to just, mm, please. Anyway, Mark, Mark. This episode is about nostalgia. Yeah, I have a lot of nostalgia for the first time that we recorded this episode. <laughs> I'm looking back on it fondly. It's the last time I was happy. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so give me a hot take on on nostalgia. What what is nostalgia? Should I just Google it? Give me your hot take. I You're know. supposed to have a puddle of knowledge yeah, from I which do. you can. Nostalgia is the fond remembrance of. Times past, particularly the pop culture and other lifestyle issues that are uh, almost never accurate, mm-hmm. but uh, it just gives you the fond recollections of you know things you did as, in your youth or or whatever. So. Right. Okay. Okay. That very succinct and spot on. I oh, think. you're gonna get succinct. No. No, Mark. Maybe even pithy. N- Mark. Or pissy. <laughs> pissy is really the thing I'm getting. That's the vibe I'm picking up on everyone. Yeah. Oh my God, Marcus Press. I just want to eat these cashews. And well, <laughs> I told you that there would be no chewing during podcasting. Yeah, you may you drink, do. you may sip your iceless wow. drink. Clink, clink, clink. It's it's wine, everyone. Um, okay, so what is prompting this episode on this, on, on nostalgia? Do you want uh, your me thirst, to tell? Your thirst for this 21-year-old TikToker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, everyone, as you may know, we started a little TikTok channel, Mark and I, for uh, Extemporaneous. And, um, and my sister-in-law, she sent me a video and she said, I know you're on TikTok. Check this out. Have you seen this kid? He's blowing up TikTok. And that was right before Memorial Day weekend. And uh, she said it's it's reminding all the ladies of the 80s. And so I clicked on him, and uh, we will share a link in our Facebook page so that everybody can understand who we're talking about here. And he does. He looks like a kind of a young Rob Lowe, and he's, all he does is lip syncs old songs. Yeah. Like Mandy, and I think he's done Journey, and he did Rick Springfield, Jesse's Girl. Yeah, I mean, that did. was high on the the, and he takes requests, and he has yeah. Because why wouldn't he? I mean, it's like ten seconds of effort. He's like, <laughs> let me look up the lyrics. Okay, I can do that. No problem. And but he also he winks and he rolls wow. his he, he rolls yeah. his eyes. So you're in saying a way. the creative juices are flowing. <laughs> he's getting a little bit more theatrical as as time is going on. He does this cute little dance. He he like dances into the 
into the frame. Wow. I'm sorry it's I missed that one. So cute. <laughs> oh He's God. so cute. He's a young guy, 21 years old, and he has got TikTok Cougar Nation and Gen X mom ladies talk and, in yeah. Mom Talk. Mom Talk is being overrun by cougar talk now. So yeah. like mom talk and all I the moms. I think that's just moms getting thirsty. All so. the moms are getting thirsty and now they're cougars, right? Yeah. So um, so it's very funny. It's very cute. He gave me immediately Jake Ryan vibes. So what, what has happened is he's doing these videos and then women in the Gen X category are, are stitching his videos and talking about how he's making them feel right. and sort of saying, look at how cute he is. Look at that eye roll. And yeah. Barry Manilow on his Facebook page or wherever actually remarked on it and oh, was like, Whitey, go. we see you. Yeah. Like Barry Manilow hasn't had you, so see, many royalty checks are flowing. Oh, well, I'm no, sure. because I, because then what women have done Down, is they download the song. They or... have taken to, to building <laughs> whitey, <Shrines? laughs> no, whitey playlists oh, on Spotify. Okay, there you so go. you know that Barry Manilow is getting maybe a little something yeah, getting from a little, his getting a, getting a small check from Spotify. <laughs> so so anyway, this is what this is what's going on, and then women are, are, are stitching these videos and, and carrying on over him, and it's it's been super cute. And I was right there with them for that entire Memorial Day weekend. It was rainy here in Florida. There wasn't much going on. Um, we were taking the week off from podcasting so i had right. some time on my so hands look what you got up to when when you're <laughs> off on your own and i was deep into the i really was deep into the nostalgia and what happened is that women there were some women who were really into it then there were some women who came along and said this is ridiculous you're you guys can't have this much fun i don't have this fun yeah. um you're all pedos He's 21, so yeah. no one's a pedo. Yeah. Um, and then... Well, some people are. Well, some you guys are. aren't. We, yeah. the, the, these, the, that's not what this is about. And, Correct. And, and that's... The assumption also is... in the, Built into that is that people are watching him because they are fantasizing about having sex with him. And the men... Right. came in. They were angry. And, and they were angry. The middle-aged men and, and you, you know, maybe millennial men who previously had been pulling all these cougars now lost lost them all to this whitey they were not pulling anybody and they were very very upset and sort of saying well this is ridiculous he's not really talented you know what he is a marketing fucking genius y'all yeah. i mean he may not be the best lip syncer in the world but i don't know he kind of is, doesn't so seem to hurt him <laughs> fight me but he but he's a marketing genius and then thankfully i think he's got representation now and stuff he's he's he went from like I don't know, 20,000 viewers to or fan, uh, followers to over a million. He's over a million followers now in a good weekend. In a weekend. Yeah. And good for him. And now he's doing modeling. He quit his day job. So whatever. He had men pressed on this app. And yeah. they were they were like, you're all, they, you're terrible. And then they said, what if the tables were turned and you were doing this with a young girl? And then everyone's like. Well, if you guys would behave in the same fun, kind of carefree way as women did, instead of saying, show me your tits, yeah, you know, which is then what it would happens, be okay. Which is what happens to 17-year-old Charlie D'Amelio on the same app. Mm -hmm. She's got a bunch of creepy men who are making inappropriate remarks to her. But because men sexualize everything, they think that we women are also sexualizing this. And really what women are doing is they're coming on then and answering to those accusations and they're saying this isn't about sex, it's about nostalgia. It's about it's about nostalgia, it's about having someone who seems to be flirting with you 
helping you recapture those feelings of youth and attractiveness, even though he's not flirting with anyone individually. Right. He's well, maybe. He's co- well, he might be. But <laughs> he's collectively flirting with people. Yeah. And the women are like, we finally are feeling seen, and we want to have that feeling. Right. And that nostalgic feeling and, and, and looking at things for, like, the 80s and remembering when we were young women and our whole lives were in front of us and we thought we could get the Jake Ryans of the world, right. you know? No, like, well, you could back then. Maybe you know. not, not anymore. But, I mean, I well, get... because it would be weird now, right? I get the Jake Ryan equivalent is what my goal is, like, it, of, of in my age range. I'm not really looking to, to cougar around. I wouldn't really right. want to date a younger guy. But anyway, okay. So that's where this idea came from. And so I was thinking about nostalgia, not just this young man, but I'm thinking about, well, what does nostalgia do for us? And what is nostalgia? And how does it really, really work? Because it's an interesting question. I think that we all look for it. I don't think that there's nostalgia about all decades. I think that there's nostalgia about certain decades. And I want to talk to you about how how do you think those decades are chosen or those time... How do we choose what we're nostalgic about? I want to talk about whether or not it's dangerous from a psychological perspective to pursue nostalgia. And then first of all, I would like us to talk about examples of nostalgia through time. So I've given one that is right now, which is these women who are... The 80s is hot. The 80s is hot. This is, I promise you, it's, it's, it's already creeping off of TikTok. If you, if you don't have TikTok, you're not aware of it. You're going to become aware of it because you're going to see it on your Facebook. This is going to migrate to Facebook. I promise that's going to happen. Yeah. You'll just be a little bit behind the time. You'll be a little bit behind the time. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about, and we'll get, we'll do a little bit more. Um, we'll get back a little bit with, with <laughs> the whitey phenomena when we get to the 80s. But I'd like to talk about sort of the the times that we see in, in popular culture and throughout time where there has been clear evidence of like nostalgia or a, a, a like a longing or an interest, a sort of a highlighting of stuff that was going on in the past. So do you have any, like I wanted to try and think about it from farthest back to now. It's really hard to speak about nostalgia before we had a really good awareness of pop culture, right? Like you can go back and look, you know, did uh, were the Neanderthals longing for the day in, in the African savannah? I don't know, you know? So I can go back to, say, the humanists of the Renaissance, the Italian Renaissance, and how they were interested in the classics. Now, right. people might say that's just an academic thing or, you know, in, but I think... I think that is s- well, signifies I think nostalgia. That's, it's somewhat, but mostly when we define nostalgia, we're talking about some kind of memory, mm-hmm. right? Now you can have, I mean, I guess or you could have... Or an ideal. Right, but you can have, but like, can I really be nostalgic for the 18th century? No, because I, I, I didn't participate in it huh, in any way. That's interesting. I can long for the, I can, I can be, you know, I can idealize that era Mm -hmm. i can you know long for those in you know enlightenment ideals you know Mm -hmm. um but but really you know can i really be nostalgic for it because that does imply a certain amount of remembrance right you're you're basically idealizing your memories of a previous age now i I don't think that that's hard and fast right i mean 
like there was definitely 50s nostalgia that I partook in. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, it was only a generation removed. Right. Okay. So here's, uh, but like for instance, I might argue that Marie Antoinette, and and I know this is way back in history, but I might argue that Marie Antoinette. That's dozens of years ago. I mean, my God. (laughs) Um, See, to me, that's not even history. That's too, that's. Yeah, that's like, you know. That's like modern history. but, but, But yeah. But, but. But I think if you look at Marie Antoinette and what she did to sort of capture the being like the peasant lifestyle where they built her that little farm that she lived, you know, that she, she, and she dressed very simply. Quote unquote farm. Right. Right. And she, you know, that's, that's, I don't know if that's nostalgia or if it is just, you know, um, Trying to recapture something, not even that you, well, you, think you about, never took part think in, about, but uh, looked good. Think about, I think it was, was it Ludwig II who built Neuschwanstein? Oh, I don't know. Crazy Louis? Yeah, I don't know. He was... Ludwig? Yeah. Uh-huh. He was obsessed with Wagnerian operas mm-hmm. and that portrayal of those you know, classical times, right? Mm-hmm. He spent the entire German treasury... Recreating these fantastical castles mm-hmm. and, you know, painted scenes from right. Wagner. Um, and I assume that's because he was idealizing that time and those, you know, that kind of vibe. Okay, right? so then you could even say But that, I don't know if that's nostalgia. Okay, but what... And also, so like King Arthur. Right, well, th- again. Is that nostalgia? If no, you, if you fantasy. Aren't, if you aren't there... <laughs> yeah. No, 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 but at the time... Right. It would have been more uh, temporally relevant to right. you know when they're writing the Arth- the Arthurian right. tales when they're actually writing them down or sharing them. Right. That's more temporally the Green Knight adjacent. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So and and the whole chival you know chivalry and right. and all of that. And they so, definitely resurrected that ideal later on. Oh, right? well, and chivalry keeps coming back and keeps coming right. back. Okay, because then we're going to talk about sort of the. So is it I think nostalgia? in the commonplace w- way what we use it? that term, we really mean something nearer in history, something, right? Can I be nostalgic? Something proximate. for the fourth century? I, I don't think so. I feel like I can. You could see. Okay, I well. I feel you're like you're so well educated in history that it's almost like you lived it. No, I would like to. <laughs> no, 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 really no, 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 no. They have no air conditioning, no showers. I think it was, it was a lot cooler then. Also, we're talking <laughs> about it was Europe. cooler. Where? No, well, in there Italy, was, there was the mini ice age. No, that's way earlier than that, isn't it? Well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about like you know, like anything anno domini. In the 1300s, there was <laughs> yeah. a mini ice age. Was there? Yeah, mm. um, and that's what you know. Some scholars suggest that's what led into the weakened constitutions of people, which made the plague even more virulent and able yeah. to decimate society in the All way right, that well. it did. But anyway, um, I digress. The My point is, is that we, I think it is, I, I can feel, I feel a certain sense of, if it's not nostalgia, just because I didn't live through it, I, I feel, no, it is still nostalgia. I didn't live through the 50s, but I was nostalgic for the 50s right, but that's and the what I'm 80s. That's only one generation removed, so you knew people who lived that, right? Yeah, but I didn't believe them one single bit about what they said the experience in the 50s was. Right. I believed the Happy Days 50s. Of course. Okay. Because those were look like much more fun and who wouldn't want to have a Fonz? Which we right? will which we will get to. So I yeah. think that there has been nostalgia all along. 
I would I would diverge with you, and I would say you don't have to have lived it to feel nostalgic for it. I I feel very nostalgic. I feel very uh, for like the nostalgic. Jane. What is it then that I'm feeling? I don't know. What would it What would it be? Because Delusions, I illusions possibly. No, fuck. <laughs> to hell with you, Mark. All right, what? Mark's going to hell. See you guys. <laughs> Jump in the Peace lake. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Mark, tighten up. I'm tight, tight like a tiger. <laughs> All right. So, um, so anyway, I, I, if it isn't nostalgia, I do feel yeah. an affinity, maybe. Right. For well, a certain time period. Yeah. I mean, it, we're splitting hairs, right? But I don't I think, know I think, because I think that we're going to get to. But something I'm going to split another hair for you. You ready? Do it. So I read this article. God, I don't even know how long. 20 minutes ago, mm-hmm. maybe. Oh, well, I mean, you <laughs> guys. There are really two kinds of nostalgia. Mm. Reflective nostalgia, mm-hmm. right, where you're just thinking about, you know, oh, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the 80s. Love going to the mall. I mm-hmm. forgot about all, the fact that everybody smoked everywhere, you Ew. know, whatever. God. Right? So that's reflective. Mm-hmm. Then there's restorative nostalgia. Mm. MAGA. Right? Ah. Why can't we bring back the good old days? Okay. Where we want to bring, actually bring back that Im- idealized time, which you can't really do because it wasn't real in the first place. Because it didn't exist in the first place. Right. And it really sucked for certain groups, even if it seemed great for yes, your group. Yes, So uh, I think that the reflective nostalgia is obviously less harmful, potentially, Although, you know, you could get lost in that, I guess. Then the restorative nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Re- restorative nostalgia is misguided from the get-go, uh-huh. I think. Okay. So. Okay. But maybe not. Maybe we're like, hey, can't we bring back the days of blah, 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 where, you know, things seemed somewhat better. Yeah. Right? Couldn't we do that? Yeah. But um, I-, I think it's ultimately misguided. But uh, Yeah, right. And, and and we'll get into that about, like, was it really better? Um. All right, so moving forward in time, because we're still talking about examples of, of times where we can look back and see people in prior generations being You know nostalgic. what I think is more important? What? And what I think our audience really wants? What? Is to hear about how I feel nostalgic about things. We will get there. And how I lived my life. Mark. And how it impacted me. We will have some personal anecdotes, but let's try and... I mean, not everybody wants to just sit right. and listen to Mark. I was Mark. making a joke, but thanks for fucking shitting on it. That was really good. Mark, I didn't realize it was a joke. I thought that you were being serious. Really? You think I was really serious that people are dying to hear about my nostalgia? I was. I did. I thought you were being serious. <laughs> I did. I thought you were being... Jesus Christ. All right, do it again. I'll laugh. Nope, I'm done. No. <laughs> no that was... So anyway, going, going on in time where people were nostalgic, and we can see clear... Clearly, they were being nostalgic, but it is at quite a distance. So, for instance, Gone with the Wind is right. very nostalgic about years gone by. Yes. And they ascribe to, and I don't know that they were necessarily wrong, because Gone with the Wind, the whole premise of Gone with the Wind is that if you, especially the film, makes it very clear because of the card at the beginning, this is a time of knights and their ladies fair it really was i mean it was yeah. it was a time they were of trying slavery to make it arthurian. They, yeah, yeah they were trying it... to make it very very arthurian and i think that in that time during the 19th century and pr- prior to that when slavery was actually happening um they did try to fancy themselves or style themselves right. with the grandeur and with, the pomp and the right, circumstance and the, and, and, and the hating black people and all that stuff right to probably justify the way that they were living then in 1930s when gone with the wind comes out then you have 
uh, revisiting that idea and, and taking away the bad stuff. They didn't talk about slavery in terms of how oppressive and awful and just dreadful it was. They talk about it in terms of, well, we were really being... Con- the, the slaves weren't that really unhappy. Right. They were zippity doo dah. Most most masters were really good to their slaves, yeah. and you know most slaves really liked it, and yeah. you know, which is absurd, absurd. Of but it is just this sort of repainting of the past in a way that makes it better than it actually was, and and I think that that so in the 1930s, late 1930s. They're remembering back almost, you know, over a hundred years to a time when that never really existed. They created right. a, a, a created a, a version of it and took the best aspects of it, such as they were, and and tried to hype those up. Um, well, and whitewash the past. And right? It, it, well, right. I mean, and that's kind of a on the nose way to describe yeah, it. But yes. I know. All right. Then you go forward. Let's go forward into. Let's go forward into the 50s, and they were really hot for Westerns. Yeah. And, and pioneer life. Right. Ronald Reagan, Gary Cooper, um, John Wayne, John obviously. Wayne, of course, the Duke. You know, um, Roy Rogers, Gene Autry. I mean, those were the pop culture heroes of the time. Yeah. Kids. You know, all had their little Roy Rogers gun or hat or whatever. Yeah. And kids played cowboy and Indians, right? Which, you know, is a little more sinister than (laughs) they may have thought it was. Again, again, a complete revision um, and and, uh, taking out, like, number one, if you were cowboys and Indians, it was okay that you were a cowboy shooting at Indians. Hey, Jimmy. You want to come over and play Destruction of an Aboriginal People? <laughs> I know. God. See, but that's... Heck yeah, I do. I'll be over in a second. I got my cap gun. And my coonskin cap and all, right. all the yeah. rest. Okay, yeah. so so the 1950s, very nostalgic for that late, probably late post-Civil War. But, you know, that, that sort of Native American wars time frame as... as, as no, I think it is it slightly pre-Civil War. Mm-mm. Like, when is the big cowboy time? Post like the Wild War. West. Post-Civil yeah. War. Oh, yeah. So when was Gold Rush? Po- eight, 49? 49. But that's, but that's, so that's prior to the Civil War. But the real Wild West with all of the, like, Jesse James and yeah. Billy the Kid and all of that. And the majority of but the, the very. Wars. The, in, the Native American Wars happened after, because Custer dies in at the, the Battle of, um, which Little one? Bighorn. Little Bighorn. And he was a Civil War Famous True. Civil okay. War general. Fair. So, so but it was you, pretty long. I mean, we they took no, they took their was, time destroying that. There was those w- people. There was Western expansion happening yeah. all along, but the real Wild West that yeah. people that that people like the Lone Ranger, right, right. and everything else that would have been post Civil War. Okay, fair. Okay, um, so that's 1950s, really idealizing yeah. the right. the a past that none of those people had access to, True. and probably their parents didn't have access to right their grandparents might have been a part of that well and i think that we have begun to shape nostalgia by decade now mm-hmm. right it was larger it was longer periods of time then if for no other reason then progress was slower right mm-hmm. right now the pace of technological and social change is so much faster uh-huh. that you got to keep up right we may right. In, in in you know in 20 years we may be 
you know, talking about, oh, remember the, uh, you know, the last three years of the nine of the 2031s or whatever yeah. it was, you know what I mean? So, uh, but right now we carve it up by decade. Back then, maybe less so, right? I mean, maybe they were just like, you know, eh, well, we take a little longer view. Our nostalgia is like 75, 100 years ago. Yeah. May- and maybe I can, I can, I can remember in my youth, there were two decades that were like people were very nostalgic for. One was the 1920s. I remember there being a lot of interest in like flappers. See, I don't remember any of that. Oh yeah, for me that that was like a big deal. Oh, okay. So here's another one. Speaking of the 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 jazz age, one of the things that they were very nostalgic for during the jazz age and influenced a lot were uh, like ancient Egypt. Yeah. Think about it. Be, and why? Because that was the age of discovery of many of the, like King Tut's tomb and all of that. Yeah. So there was this fascination with, like, Egypt. And then you get things like Rudolph Valentino in the movie The Sheik. Right. Right? So there's this idealization of that. I think you see it. But I think that sometimes, I, I think that is nostalgia. Uh, even tricky. if it's way, I think way it's back. Tricky. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I And I don't have a good answer either way. I think the normal... And customary use of nostalgia is typically uh, remembrance, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe one generation removed. But, I mean, I can't deny that those people were definitely, you know, idealizing a, uh, a past, you know, a, a bygone era mm-hmm. and bygone culture. Yeah. And adopting, you know, some of the, like in a cartoonish way. Yeah. Adopting some of their, you know... Uh, some of their cultures. So. Well, right. I mean, like coal eyeliner. I mean, I'm just thinking about yeah. about things like that. And, you know, I, I, so, okay. So, so then you get into the 70s and right. probably early-ish 80s, maybe, maybe even throughout the 80s, the affinity for the 1950s. Right. Which I very clearly remember. I mean, that's right in my wheelhouse, right? Right. I was... A, I was a school age through that entire period, mm-hmm. right? I was, you know, grade school through college in that period. Mm-hmm. And I would say, for me, I think it started to peter out in the early 80s uh-huh. a bit. Because I do remember going to my you know, my first week in college, they had a fucking sock hop. Oh, yeah. we right? just, that, that was part I of I had bass weegians with white socks on and, you know, cardigan, you know, my yeah. letter sweater. And the whole thing, and yeah. I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, photos, if they ever surface, may put a lie, put lie to that. But I thought it was amazing, right? And it was, you know, it was, you know, like you said, Happy Days. Oh yeah, and American Graffiti. American Graffiti started it. I Greece. think Greece. Oh my God. I mean, there were so many things in that day and age yeah. that were. Laverne were... and Shirley as a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, and it idealized the 50s as this, you know, cool, fun, happy-go-lucky. It was really more about the happy-go-lucky middle-class life. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. People were buying houses. You could make a you could make a living uh, working a factory job. Yeah. Right? A good living. And, you and could, you single could, income. Yep. Right? You could do that. Mm-hmm. Mom stayed home and was, you know, the house was immaculate. Yeah. You know, the rise of the uh, uh, the home economic... Uh, Domestic arts, right? right? So, uh, but that was definitely, like you said, you know, late 70s, 
uh, mid to late seventies to early eighties. And I think. well, and and I mean, honestly, I was in in grade school through the eighties and and uh, middle school and and high school, and I would say that we even still, you know, Spirit Week, there would be a week where you would have to dress up days different right different 50s things, days and, and then you would have a 50s dig day. out a po- poodle skirt you didn't from somewhere. have 70s yeah. day because yeah. you would just live through the 70s right yeah. so so you had 50s days or flapper day you know like 1920s days yeah okay so now what decade was nostalgic about the 70s was it the 90s must have been the 90s because but, so the doors came out in the 90s right Oh, uh, so a lot of the Vietnam era, like the Viet, what, when did a lot of the Vietnam films start hitting? Like the seventies, seventies and eighties, yeah. you know, like the Deer Hunter and. But yeah. what about like? But um, when was that seventies show? Seventies show. That seventies show was in the eighties or in the nineties. Nineties, right? Yeah. Right. So that seventies show grunge, plus grunge. Plus grunge, I think, is very influenced by the seventies. More of the, you know, getting back to basics yeah. with rock and roll. Yeah, right. It's a complete reaction to the synth pop of the of the 80s. Okay, yeah. but what about, like, for instance, Dazed and Confused? That came out in the 90s. That's yeah. 70s. Is it nostalgic about the 70s, do you think? Uh, I think somewhat. Sure. Somewhat. Um, I mean, it's tough because the 70s was such a... Grun, you know, like a grimy little decade. So, really I, I'm, every time I see anything that like, they're so hairy. From the 70s, everything's hairy and somewhat unwashed and which uncomfortable is looking. What's happening now with every guy in the world having no shade? Everyone, but every guy in the world now has a beard, just like they did in the seventies. Yeah, just like they did in the eighteen hundred. I like. I honestly, when you see some of the guys, like when hipster culture really first started hitting, and yeah. you had guys with like those long beards, I'm like. What the hell? You guys could literally be staged in a photograph that looks like yeah. sepia, and you would look like you were a Civil War right, yeah, veteran. Just, just like put on a gray uniform and hold up a, a rifle. What the fuck? Yeah. It's true. Um, okay, so, so... But they love it. The kids love it. But, so. okay, but but one, one of the things that happens in Dazed and Confused, and we actually just watched this as a part of our research is um, one of the characters, and this is the, the red-headed female, she's a, she's, I can't remember her character's name. The Jinge, yeah. The red-headed girl, and she's talking about how the 70s clearly suck. Yeah. And she does. She says, well, well the 70s, the 70s yeah. clearly suck. We missed the 60s. They were totally rad. Yeah. 70s suck, and maybe the 80s are going to be amazing. Yeah, which, you know, narrator. The 80s were amazing. Okay, you think that, I think that, but were they really? And we'll get there. Yeah, we'll well. definitely, we will definitely get there. So as we said, in the 1980s, the, the nostalgia was for the 50s. So right now, we are in the 2020s, which is astonishing, yeah. because I still feel like the 80s legit were like 10 years ago. Yeah, well, that's... That's so wrong. I, I mean, age, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> really? So, um, but that all I have to do is look into the mirror and I go, oh, yeah, they really were that long ago. Wow. Um, so silly. now we have, we have, what, so what's, what's the nostalgia now? I will tell you that there is a... As we said Mostly earlier, 80s, I would say. as we said earlier, there was a real. There's been a real spike in the last, you know, week and a half, in interest in the 80s and probably 70s. Because I mean, he's he's lip syncing Mandy. Yeah, that's not an 80s. Song. Well, I would say that kind of 70s soft rock has made a resurgence, mm-hmm. and I would point to that, uh, like in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh huh. Where? Oh yeah, they have a Chris very Pratt's sem- character. Is basically playing soft rock, soft mm-hmm. '70s soft rock on his little cassette player because his mom gave it to him, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got, you know, uh, I mean, it's just 
full-on 70s mix. Right? I, I super have never seen that movie. What? Nope, I've never seen it. Okay, so uh, now we are, as I said, we're seeing this like nostalgic burst of energy on TikTok, which will definitely make its way to Facebook and then die. Right. Um, and Facebook is pop culture graveyard. I guess. <laughs> it really is. It's the like last. You kick the bones. You, you suck the marrow, and then it's dead. <laughs> and then you go to Facebook. Yeah. Everyone, it's so musty and dry compared to. I, I'm sorry. I'm a TikTok convert. I like it because you get to actually see people talking. You get to see people using things. I spend much more PS algorithm people. I spend much more money watching people that I would consider my peers using items on TikTok than I ever have purchased anything from, like, Facebook. I buy shit from Facebook. Because they'll be like, hey, you like the 80s? Here, you can buy an original pair of jams for $200. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a great idea. Are you serious? Did you no, pay I, $200 I, I for didn't those jams? That. No, I didn't, do, I didn't pay Holy $200. shit. Maybe 80 Oh, you paid $80 for authentic I so. jams? I don't even know if they're authentic jams. They just look like jams. Oh, Mark. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, my God. Well, authentic jams are, like, antiques at this point. Holy shit. All right, that's fine. Um, Thank you for approving the way I spend my money. I mean, it's your money, whatever, it my guy. It's actually my money. That's <laughs> true. Well, now it's their money because I gave it to them it's for jams. <laughs> All right. So my question is this. I see these women, um, and I am one of them, so I'm not trying to say these women, and I'm you know, <laughs> casting women. shade. I, I see the women on TikTok who are deep into the nostalgia, and it's I think it's multivalent. It's not. Holy shit, what? I think that it's multivalent. I oh, know. I just wanted to he get to hear you say it again. Oh, so I th here's why, because I think that it is one that it's reminding them of the '80s in some way. It's to do with the music, and it's to do his hair is very '80s. He's got is like it? a mullet, a baby mullet. Um, right on. Um, and he, which the kids are bringing the mullet back. So yeah, I, no. I mean, my son's friends are all wearing mullets. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it is also, it's also helping them feel seen and romanced in a way right. that they feel is perhaps lacking in their life because real life is real life, right? Like the more realistic side of TikTok for me, honestly, is the cleaning talk. Well, that's <laughs> so <horrible>. like like <laughs> clean talk for me where they're organizing Mop refrigerators. Talk. And yeah. yeah. Like that's. That's my day in and day out. And there are some TikTokers that make that look amazing. Um, that, you know, and then I try and chase that ideal. But then that's not, but that's my real life. That's my reality. So I can do that or I can look at this young guy who's flirting and winking and rolling his eyes and he's being super cute and he's singing 80s songs. And he reminds me of how I felt when I saw Jake Ryan standing there by his, his yeah. Porsche waiting to pick up Molly Ringwald yeah. or Samantha Baker right. from the church. Yeah, that's what do I choose, right? Like, yeah. what uh, I think I'm going to go with the Jake Ryan right. fantasy. Who gives a fuck about mopping? All right. So my point here now, and here's the question: Is nostalgia dangerous? Yes. All right. So we talked a little bit about the difference between reflective and restorative nostalgia, right? Yes. So re restorative nostalgia seems to me almost universally dangerous mm -hmm. because you're trying to bring back another time, which A, is not really possible because you can't recreate the economic and social climate that 
was that period. Also, that never really existed and the way that never you're, really that you're, you're... And now you're trying to impose it on... Why are you throwing shit around? <laughs> I don't know. Everyone I just threw something. Just like accident. flicked a bottle it top. popped right out of my the, hand. <laughs> across the room. All right. So, so you can't really do that. Mm-hmm. And reflective nostalgia is less dangerous, I mm-hmm. think, but still a bit dangerous. For example, if you're trying to impose your idealized version of romance from 1984 on your current relationship, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to have a bad time, right? You can't do that. You definitely are. It's not possible. You know, you're just gonna you're just gonna end up being disappointed, and you're going to frustrate your partner, etc. But I will tell you. Wait, can I interject one thing? No, I'm gonna interject. Yes, Here's what I'm gonna interject. After I, I I'm gonna make a bet that. <laughs> you, talk about the surge in divorces no. caused by Whitey eighteen. No, oh, okay. The, how many men got laid on Memorial Day weekend? Because their wives were all head up about mm-hmm. Whitey eighteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe not sure. I have seen many remarks and and comments made yeah. about how somebody's ovaries were revived. Yeah. Um and I and I do think I do think that there were women who probably like said to their husbands, "Okay." Look, and because there have been many I want TikToks. You to, I want you I'm going to print out this Whitey 18 picture. I want you to tape it to your face. <laughs> there was come there was me. a guy who did a very yeah, funny TikTok there, where yeah. he had one of those big heads. Yeah, and and he's like, "You guys, I've fig- I've gamed this. I've figured this out." Yeah. and he's like, he put his face up. <laughs> he put Whitey's face up in yeah, front of his own, and his wife comes running. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. there were there were ones that were like, you know. Women everywhere after seeing Whitey's videos running to their husbands and saying, let's get it on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. I felt it. Honestly, I was just like, somebody, please. You're just like looking for flirt somebody with crowd. me. Flirt with me this way that he's flirting. Um, Okay. So I do. I also think it's dangerous to yeah. a certain extent. On the one hand, I saw where all of this, this like flood of nostalgia was very much making people happy and it was bringing women together and women were bonding over it and joking around about being cougars right. and and actually all totally fine all very fine so there are women who are going on they're sending him money great that's awesome Good i mean on. that happens yeah. like people have patreons it, if you have someone who is creating content and working hard Why not and doing things pay for that that's like tipping you know, buskers or right. you know the house band or something, right? right. Like, and which I always do. I would like to point out, Mark is he's a very good tipper, and yeah. and so what you what what's happening there is that like people are doing what what they're doing, and that's that's terrific. What I feel some concern about is the inevitable Burn. crash. Yeah, definitely. Right? I mean, homeboy quit his job. Not sure that was a may uh, for well, sure. He's modeling. The best. He's going to be fine. No, well, maybe he will, right? But when his when his you know light goes out, you know when it burns out, is he going to be you know is he going to be making money or is he going to be like a discarded Disney star? You know what I mean? Right. So we'll see. Well, you and you never know, but I mean, hopefully these things are very fleeting. But I do a hundred percent agree with make your money while you can. But what my point is is not. The creator here. It's yeah. I'm talking about now the oh, followers. Yeah. So they're gonna. It's gonna who, burn out. Who are going to? Because I think that most of the women who are following this have a clear head about what they're doing. Right. Uh, they know that it's nostalgia. They are on record saying, "I'm having a ball." They've bonded with other women on the app, and they are just like, 
you know, we're all like in it together. We all understand it's a shared experience. There are women who are sharing stories about how they felt through, especially the last year with the Panna Cotta. Yeah, well. (laughs) And they're saying, well, we felt beaten down. I've felt invisible. This one woman said, like, there are tears in their eyes. This is a very emotional thing for them. And they're saying, don't judge me. Because (laughs) because they're being judged for having fun. Right. And and so they're coming back on and they're saying, don't judge me for having fun. But by the way, if somebody does judge you for having fun, don't cry about it. Like, just... Ignore, no, you know, but, brush but, it off. But they were saying, look, I am feeling seen and romanced and this is yeah, been Yeah, but if you're, st- if you're crying, you might have gone over the edge a little bit on the emotional investment. I don't know, Mark, because here's, here's how like I if, feel. Like about- you had fun with it, right? Yeah. And if somebody made fun of you for it on TikTok, they're like, oh, you cougars, blah, blah, blah. Would you care? No, but what they're getting emotional about isn't that people are making fun of them. They're getting emotional about the fact that they are realizing something about themselves. Right, which is... They say things like, I have, I lost myself. I lost myself yeah. in my kids, in my husband, in my yeah. job, but in that, all of I mean, these things. Yeah. And now this has brought me back to a time where I felt possibility. Seems a little extra, but maybe. I, I mean, mean, well, but... I don't deny to the phenomenon. I just deny how healthy that is. Well, that's my point, And that's yeah. why I'm asking the question, is nostalgia dangerous? I think that there is inevitably going to be a point where they say, these feelings that he helped me recapture of being having all this possibility in my life and feeling the way that I feel, I worry that some women are going to get to a point where they go, oh, my God, I still am where I am. Yeah. Right? Like, in spite of the fact that this guy winked and rolled his eyes. I mean, like, his eye roll is is, is on, point on point to everyone. Yeah. Good oh, on my him. God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the best comments I saw was a woman who said, I know how to make his eyes roll that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do, lady. <laughs> well, of course she does. She's been around the block. Like, right. you know, so, but, but. On the other hand, it's not really hard to make a guy's eyes yeah, I roll. Mean, I mean, it's really not. Give him a cheeseburger. <laughs> no, that's you, Mark. I'm oh, talking well. about most normal men. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, if you guys aren't that into cheeseburgers, maybe reevaluate yourselves somehow. Cheeseburgers will always be there for you oh, guys. Oh, thank God. Yeah, they don't let you down usually. Like 99% of all cheeseburgers are there for you. And when you get a bad one, you're like, you know what? That's fine. I can just go down the block and get another cheeseburger. You could just send it back and yeah. say, this one's not right. Oh, no. God, no. Don't send food back. Are you serious? <laughs> that is um, never a good idea. All right. So so I worry that there's going to be an inevitable kind of crash uh, for people that will be psychologically hurtful. But, but you know what? But they would have are... found something else to have a problem with, right? No. It's not even that they're going to have a... I, I, Internally, I think they're going to have maybe a problem where they go, but on the other hand, maybe not because they've made new friends. What is Mark's number one rule of nostalgia? What is it? Treat it like a drug. Mm. Okay. Tell me about that. Well, because you have to recognize that it's not real, Mm -hmm. right? It's not reality. It's giving you a rush. It's Mm -hmm. giving you endorphins. Endorphins? Endorphins. You're like you're making friends with good feelings, I guess. Mm. I don't know. So you're, uh, it's giving you endorphins. It's giving you good feelings. It's giving you memories. But it's not real, right? No. Nostalgia is, by definition, not real. So treat it like a drug. So don't get super wrapped up in it. Don't make it central to your life. Have fun with it occasionally, mm-hmm. right? Don't necessarily buy a vehicle, you know, for example. <laughs> <laughs> The or eighty dollar shorts, you 
now. Pointing at the kettle and <laughs> yeah. shouting, you're black, you you're kettle. But you're black. <laughs> yes. So, um, okay, but this is, this is actually interesting because I want to press a little into this or pull on this thread. The idea that use it as a drug or treat think, it like a treat drug. it like a drug what you're remembering isn't real no super not real it's not real and it's it's problematic because there is so much nostalgia content be- available no for one thing no yeah. because well that's true but i guess my point is there's so much nostalgia that has been literally and figuratively whitewashed of course and you d- so when we are the uh, we cougar women self-described who are watching this guy, or if you are somebody in the '80s who was watching or late '70s who was watching American Graffiti and being nostalgic for the '50s or whatever, so if you're watching these things and you're feeling nostalgic. You're watching a fiction. Correct. And you're being nostalgic about a fiction. When, like, I remember the 80s fondly because I was a kid in the 80s. Sure. I didn't have any concept. Dude, I had high school and college in the 80s. So, what more do you want, right? No, nothing. I mean, I think you can want for nothing except yeah. to have grade school, high school and in the <laughs> in the 80s and then... And then college in the 90s was no. pretty rad, dude. Okay, well. I mean, I knew you were having babies then, but I yeah, was I like... Yeah, I was very busy procreating. I, I had one baby, by I, the way. I was like... Just the As one. far as you know. Well, whatever. I mean, you were called the juggler. Yeah. I didn't spray it around that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I have to be realistic. And I'm not always, but I try to be. And remember that I love the 80s. But guess what? There was a movie in the 80s called Soul Man. And this is what I want to get into a little yeah. bit. All of us who are right now celebrating the 80s, and I hate to be this killjoy, right. but I think that in fairness, to uh, to speak about nostalgia in a, in a realistic way, we have to also, <laughs> I know I sound like that person that's like, wait a minute, you're talking it's about the 80s blanket. being nostalgic, yeah. but you've never mentioned apartheid. Right, exactly. Well, and you should, right? In, your, in real life. But if you're listening to the radio... Oh, I mean, I guess you could play U2's Not Gonna Play Sun City. Or that, no, it was, a, <laughs> no, it was actually was, a collaborative. It was a collaborative. One. Yeah, with like little Steven. And I was going to say, it was like Bruce Springsteen was involved in that. Yeah, not a great song, but good message. No, know? it was a very correct message. Yeah. But I mean, you know, Soul Man was made in that decade. That's right. We're, we're literal, what was his name? See something Howell. See Thomas Howell. Yeah. Literal blackface. Who? By the With way. the worst black stereotypes, right. right? It was supposed to be, you know, like uh, a revelation at the end. It's like, oh, stereotypes are stupid. But no, it was just horrible. And I went to see Eddie Murphy twice as a comedian in the 80s. His act, if you look back at it at Raw or um, what was the other one? and well, Whatever other concert he had. Super, super homophobic. Disastrously homophobic. Really homophobic, which then also created this kind of like weird thing because after a while, Eddie Murphy was arrested right. was or not. He wasn't thing. arrested, but he was he like. He was involved in a, in a situation where he. With a trans. Transgender uh, person. What, at the time. Or sex worker, at the time, they were. They, they were they referred to these people, trans people, as transvestites. But who knows? I mean, maybe, yeah, it, maybe was, it was just that. Maybe that. Know. But but it there was, was some kind of ambiguous sexuality going on there. And, and in the meantime, like, he was virulently homophobic. Right. Well, which then tracks, right? Yeah. 
Um, I just want to point, I want to show you something. So, like, talk about nostalgia on nostalgia. Look at, okay, look at this. I'm going to show you a photo. That uh, is Whitey18's most current yeah. profile photo. What does he look like? Uh, 80s, but also slash. Like 50s. Yeah. Yeah. He's got he's a little got a very greaser vibe going. Yeah. Like, he's like, uh, I could be in the 80s, but in a Happy Days episode. Uh, or in the Outsiders. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so you mentioned like, C. Thomas you know, Howell. That's right. That is 100% right. what he looked like as Pony what Boy. What is it? Like, stay, stay strong, Pony Boy? Stay gold. Stay gold, Pony Boy. That's it. Oops, sorry. I forgot the quote. Stay, stay gold. Stay gold. Pony Boy. <laughs> oh, Ralph you Macchio should, should, in that movie. Uh, oh, my God. Ralph. Oh, Ralphie. He's still looking good, though. <laughs> yeah, he did good in. Uh, I, I honestly Cobra Kai. About nostalgia. <laughs> Cobra Kai. Love that shit. Hundred percent. Love that shit. Hundred percent. And it was honestly, it was a genius take on those movies mm-hmm. because they flipped the script just enough, you know, mm-hmm. that maybe Ralph Macchio isn't the golden boy. He's kind of a dick at times, right? Mm-hmm. But I was that was I really liked that. I know, and then, and then Allie, we were like, Allie came we were back. texting back oh. and forth. It's like, is Allie coming back? You're like, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, but because you, you guys, were ahead of me in the episode. No, because you guys, I looked ahead and yeah, I, I googled it. Yeah, see, I, I did. Christina I did. is, by the way, a read the last page of the book type of person. Absolutely, hundred percent. I have, not I have that person. no problem with that at all. I and if you are somebody who likes to read the last chapter first, I mean, yeah, hit me up, yeah, girl, yeah. because you and I are meant to be best friends. Right. Ugh. All right. So terrible. So, uh, so I do con- I do have some concern that some of the nostalgia will lead to like some kind of nostalgia hangover, or just a crushing level of of disappointment when you recognize like I'm not gonna. This is like because a lot of it is recapturing your youth. You're yeah. doing that right I, now with your Jeep. Oh, 100 percent. Um, and by the way. I think my days of being a soccer star are probably over. <laughs> yeah, but he thinks he still could be a soccer. I feel like. I do have this slight delusion that if I really put my mind to it, which, by the way, I have not put my mind to it, mm. but if I really put <laughs> my mind to it. That's the thing about you. You never really put your mind to it. No, because you things. don't want to actually find out the truth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't want to find out. It's like, oh, I, I really can't do that shit anymore. But I feel like if I really put my mind to it, I could probably dunk. <laughs> and He's, by the way, I'm like 5'9". So. I mean, on a good day. Yeah. I'm taller than you, girl. <laughs> So just take that yeah, to the Yeah, by like half an inch. Well, that's enough. Taller is taller. <laughs> I know how comparatives work. <laughs> Could be one millimeter and I'd yeah. be like, I'm taller than you. <laughs> it is actually you. Probably, dunk on you. probably one millimeter. Dunk, dunk. <laughs> um, but I, I do have that feeling. like, And I think all men kind of have that feeling. Like if I really put my mind to it, I really trained, I could recapture, you know, that athleticism. and Yes. You know, the, you know glory days yes i've seen i've seen evidence of that at sort of every long weekend when guys get liquored up and they oh yeah maybe like overextend themselves by running and trying to play football well, of course now i at least am cautious enough that i'm not out there pulling my groin every weekend <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying i could do that i don't actually go out and try to do that's that. right i'm a little more realistic than that oh man all right all right so so that does concern me a little bit about the psychology behind it. But um, in the end, one of the most interesting things that is coming out of this nostalgic episode, as far as I can tell. Wave. Can we call it a wave? A nostalgic wave for An the 80s. 80s wave. Mm-hmm, New is, wave, possibly. And, well, 
Yes. Newish. Newish. Uh, recycled uh, new wave. A recycled wave. Oh, it's a recycled it's wave. It's a recycled wave. That's it's right. Recy- I love recycle wave music. It is. Recycled. Oh my gosh. Oh recycle my wave. That's what the weekend does. He's 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 recycle wave. Oh my god, everyone. I just weekend. coined a phrase. You can use it. I don't care. <laughs> you don't have to pay everyone, anything. it's the recycled you know wave music. The weekend. If you are not listening to, oh, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, he's he's he fun. is really he yeah. has really done something. He's great. not like. Nobody's going to mistake him for a modern-day Mozart or anything, but he plays fun, good pop music that has a great 80s vibe. Oh, his, you buy that? His current album, yeah, yeah. 100%. I love it. Um, okay, so... And that's The weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's there, not like... It's not no The weekend. it's The weekend. weekend. Um, the weekend. Yeah. Did he think that through? No, probably not. Mm. Okay, so... Like he just went, that looks cool. Let's go, <laughs> take that E out. All right. <laughs> Do you realize that, you know, phonetically, no, I don't care. Take the E out. It's fine. I want it out. I want fewer letters in my name. I'm, uh, thinking, I'm thinking about taking out that other E, too, so don't fuck with me. He could do I it. I will be. It'll be weckoned. It'll be weckoned. W-K-N-D. Could be. Well, no, that's and everybody... two, you just take, took three three E's out. You went too far. I mean, if it was You the... went too far. Weckoned. My God. Everyone. <laughs> Mark is so... Mark. I am very particular. Could you just, like, settle down? Yeah, maybe. All right, so... Mozart just wants me to keep scratching him. What I want to do as we wrap things up is talk about... We've talked about a couple of of, um, movies that were nostalgic. And I would like to talk about the difference between... about TV shows that are nostalgic? No, what I would like to do is talk about the difference between movies or television that are nostalgic versus movies or television... That we're nostalgic for? That... We that are actually more indicative of the time period because they're from the time period because they're from the time period, right. then they are nostalgic. Yeah. So that so here's my thing. I think lay it on. Me. I'm going to tell you this. This mm, is my theory. I think that I think that the movies that you watch that are indicative of the real time right. are the ones that you kind of watch with. Like your hands oh, yeah. over your eyes. First of all, they like, don't all hold up no, they don't. as well over the years. No, because right? you want to be nostalgic about... You want the time that you're nostalgic about... But you want it a little bit more be, whitewashed. To be clean. <laughs> yeah. And and there's nothing clean about... The, there's nothing... Everyone. There's nothing clean about the past. As a hist, Okay, as a historian, I will tell you that there's nothing clean about the past. There's no way to look at the past and say What about aqueducts and the baths and things like that? No. You understand. I'm not talking about physically clean. <laughs> Stop it. Hygiene? Mark. No. So what I'm talking about is that there are problems in the past. And as a historian, anybody who looks at the past, you have to be willing to engage with that filth, with that Get down in the muck. You have to be able to recognize that there was stuff going on that they just didn't they didn't understand they didn't know better they were actively jackasses whatever it is you but it's dirty the past is dirty nostalgia cleans it's away all of that, of that. Yeah. and they and and it, and they focus on what is the belief is the good thing so that if you take a 1980s nostalgic take on things which is let's say stranger things right very nostalgic. Number They've one, clean that shit up. Number though. one, elevates geek culture. Right, which and definitely was not 80s, a thing. Was not until cool. Later in yeah, 
until maybe the late 90s. Yeah. Like, I mean. Like when the dot-com boom happened. Yeah, right. So, so like, geek culture in the 80s, that that was not something to be. People who played Dungeons and Dragons. I was a geek in the the 80s. I didn't let anybody know that if I didn't have to. (laughs) I didn't go. I didn't go. When I was playing with my soccer team i didn't go hey you guys play dungeons and dragons or anything you guys how many die 20s do you have no no mark kept that on the down though mark was just sporto soccer guy well who happened to have like a crossover but yeah and then i didn't talk about you know hey i had this really uh great discussion in gifted and talented class this week or whatever because soccer guys don't care about that they're like, is there a kegger any time in our near future? Yeah. You know, uh, who are you dating? That type of stuff. Who are you fucking is actually really much more th- what we they said. We didn't talk like that back then. You, I mean, you were just a child in the 80s, so you don't know. Oh, my we God. We didn't talk like that. I lived no. through the 80s. I know the boys. You were a baby. Boys always... You were a baby. What are you talking about? I was 10 in 1980. By yeah, the time the 80s ended, I was a teenager. I was 19. I was an adult. Yeah, by the time basically the, 80s the 90s ended. by then. No, because the first at least three years of the nineties, the first three years of the nineties were the eighties. Honestly, okay. if you look at the hair, it doesn't until ninety. When does Friends start? Ninety three, ninety two, ninety three. That's when I it can beca- guarantee it is before my son was and the born. And the first, the first season of Friends, they still all had eighties haircuts. Yeah, they didn't get nineties haircuts until the Rachel. So yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. How dare you? Not let nostalgia fit neatly into numerical decades. What is wrong <laughs> I'm with you? Sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't allow it. Okay. So we were talking about the difference between a nostalgic take on a time and an accurate right. depiction of the time. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Stranger Things is a nostalgic take on the 80s. It is. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's just, it's is, set in the 80s. It's the 80s. It's the 80s, right? It was, was set made in the 80s, and so there are things that are plus going on early there. early 80s, so they definitely could not be reflective no, in any way, right? No, they were they not were just, being reflective. They were just putting it out there. This is who the 80s are. Right. And I would even, que- okay, so I would even question then the ability to reflect while you are actually in a decade. Who, like, oh, you, you might, can't. So, so, so what happened in, fa- um, not Fast Times, in... Um, um, oh, uh, Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. In Dazed and Confused, where she says, the 70s clearly suck. Who, in their decade, is going, can't God, really you, do that. you can't. So you could say right now, you could say, oh, the 2020s suck. Because last year really sucked. But that's one year out of, that's 10% of the 2020s. We have no idea what the consensus pop culture take on the 2020s is going to be. No. It'll probably involve a lot of social media, blah, blah, blah. But we don't know that because we're very early in that decade. And we probably won't even be aware of that until you and I are, you know, looking for uh, retirement homes. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. So this has been a great conversation. Thank you. Um, I assume you're giving me full credit. I will. Everyone, the takeaway from all of this, if there's any takeaway, is if you are in Gen X, you must immediately join TikTok. That's right. That's we, right. we are taking it over. It, it really is a, it, a fun format. I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to make the pitch, but I am going to make honestly, the pitch. And honestly, it's reminiscent of MTV culture. It is. That's exactly why. Because it's why. brief flashes of entertainment. It is. It's right? very It doesn't 80s. require any attention span, Mm-mm. right? No intellectual investment. 
Really? No, I think it. In, I think that you can be because there are people who are talking about real and serious things. Yeah, but it's like, like for twenty seconds. No joke. We're we'll we'll post some of the videos so that you can see what what is what is happening there. But I mean, it is really the it's the cultural moment. I think, yeah. and it has been. It's not a productive use of your time. No. for the most part. I mean, it's for us because we're trying to promote some shit. But I mean, it's mostly just a time sink. But it's fun. All right. So we are going to wrap up now. My last thought is, I think, again, treat nostalgia like a recreational drug. It's fine on occasion. Take it out on weekends. Have some fun with it. But it can't be central to your life. And I say, enjoy it. Understand what's happening. Don't take it too seriously. Be woke. And also understand what's what's missing in it. And that's exactly it. Because... We, we all want to have fun. We all want to... I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a killjoy, but understand that there may Narrator, be... Narrator, she's definitely a killjoy. No, I'm not. No, what she's fun. But I'm just saying that there are some people who are going to feel excluded from it, even in this moment, even in this nostalgic moment where, where women are going, oh, this is so great, this is so great. Let me just ask you, how many uh, people of color are you seeing posting... About this nostalgia. Right. Very few. Yeah. I'm seeing some, but I'm seeing very few. Yeah. Ask yourself why. Yeah. That's that's the that's the question to ask. I really feel like that's oh, the I question agree. to ask. Yeah. Because as as great as we remember the 80s to be, also remember that there were lots of people who were having really rough experiences in the 80s. People of color... People, homosexual people do remember that the 80s was the era of AIDS and people were dying in unbelievable numbers and the government gave zero fucks right thank you everyone for coming and listening thank you for being patient with us for giving us a week off we had been at it for many weeks in a row and we were exhausted 38 weeks in a row we I are think. coming back renewed and full stronger of than ever energy and Thank you very much for following us. We appreciate it. Wow. Um, but uh, and I and I'm going to end this podcast with a very controversial historical new historical lens. Through. Hitler did nothing wrong. No, no. Oh, good. That would be a really oh, bad one to no. make. Oh yeah. no, no, he was terrible. <laughs> what a bold state statement. What a what a way to stake out a position. Everyone, I'm going on the record right We're now. We're going to say right now as a podcast, Hitler was terrible. Hitler, we are. We're anti-Hitler. Unequivocally right. anti-Hitler. He wasn't even a good artist, no. okay? No, I mean, he couldn't even get into art school. Give me yeah. a break, Adolf. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. All sit, right. Sit the fuck down, Adolf. If you weren't there. God. Well, he might not be, honestly. No, come on. Look. Well, by now he is. But I mean, First of all, he he's might... 100% dead, and he was 100% dead back then. He might have escaped to Look. Argentina. All right. Everybody go watch Boys from Brazil. <laughs>